the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the house that Rufus would have lived in in 1984 <laughs> had he won the governor's race. Now, We're, he had to bring that up. I was sitting here thinking. Really? About, I thought we'd get it out of the way. Yeah, get it out of the way because yeah. I was going to say it anyway, that <laughs> this would be the closest I'd ever come to being governor. We are broadcasting, I would say, from the south portico of the uh, governor's mansion. And where uh, we can see uh, Blunt Street a little little better than we can the um, Dottie Martin Garden, which is to our left over there. But uh, this is the second time we've been at the Executive Mansion, and we're so thrilled to be here. What a it couldn't be a more perfect morning. Beautiful. And I have uh, some good friends with me this morning, in addition to uh, Brother Edmonston, uh, who has been here many 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 times have you slept here uh, on the steps <laughs> it's one of those nights huh pam um, <laughs> beck is with us this is the first time i have seen you in two years and i haven't even hugged you yet <laughs> that's because when i got here your husband was here that's true <laughs> Sweet man that he is. He drove all the way from Wake Forest to bring me my from cell the phone. Hurricanes down to Raleigh. Yeah, yeah. That's a long, it's all downhill. He's a keeper. <laughs> he certainly is. He certainly well, is. Well, he hugged me, Pam. <laughs> oh, I'm a dog. He said, said he was going to Krispy Kreme. Oh, he better not. And dull. Well, but Phil already <laughs> had some I was shared. I threw myself on him. <laughs> you hadn't seen him in a while? I had not. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Miss Pam, for joining us it's, out here. It's I, a pleasure. I, I wanted it's an you to honor. be here. Now, so that's a spiffy blouse shirt you're wearing. That's nice. I like that. Thank you. Uh, only the best for the Galvanol. Yeah, so. that's right. Madras. <laughs> I love Madras. Yep. I do, too. I do, too. Thank you. And uh, Miss Phil Miss Phil drove us in. We were all parked on the street, and she's she's got this big black limousine type uh, SUV <laughs> and and so I said well why don't we just drive in because we we're donating a Ruby Falls red bud that was developed at NC State by Dr. Denny Warner who was a great guy and a great plantsman and it's going to go somewhere on the grounds here and it was donated on behalf of the weekend gardener by Panther Creek Nursery. It was. Uh, the story on that real quick, um, Alan, who is a good friend of mine, uh, I called him yesterday afternoon, I guess, about 1 o'clock and asked him, or a little before, asked him if he had a Ruby Falls left over there, and he's like, well, I don't know. And then he came back and he's like, yes, I do. So um, and when he got to the nursery three hours later, I mean, that's how quick he brought it to me on his way home, and so... He, um, he said, you know, I was saving that for my house. It's been there about six months. I've, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get a chance to plant it at my, in my yard. So I would like to share that with y'all. And I tell you, that it's, it's about as pretty a one as I've ever seen. The grafting, really the grafting was perfect on it. 
it's just it's beautiful and it's I, a beautiful low graft and it's yes. so hard to find those such a stunning plant it I is yes. and um i just i appreciate that and i, I appreciate alan I appreciate his mom um just a great family yeah. and, and there's they're very supportive of us and and the nursery industry so give a shout out to him this morning so hopefully charles the uh gentleman who oversees the gardens here will plant it in a place where where all the weekend gardener fans and uh, you know we can all see it as we walk around the right. governor's mansion if we're lucky enough to come here right that we can see it and charles just just a shout out to him he's um he's, he's doing this morning he's doing a really good job over here i've known charles for probably 30 some years and uh he's bought flowers in some of the places that he's worked and from from us and he's just he's doing a really good job the guys uh support him that work with him and he's doing i mean everything over here looks great right now i saw the garden in the, the back problem when is I was everybody parking. who works with him and he's named charles <laughs> <laughs> well and he's got charles has a really good boss named sadie yes it's a Dalmatian. Did she escape from a firehouse or something? <laughs> no, he got her when she was a baby. She's uh, she's sassy. At, she comes to the nursery and looks for cat food on the porch and sassy things like Sadie. that. <laughs> she's very healthy. She is. I gave her a don- donut hole, so that'll help her out a little <laughs> bit too. Donut holes, huh? She did. Does Jasper eat donut holes? He will eat grasshoppers. <laughs> well. <laughs> He'll eat anything. <laughs> one is starch and one is protein. So there we go. Well, but anyway, we're just. Uh, I'm, thank you, Alan. I'm very, uh, I'm very feel very humbled to be here this morning, and um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time here when I was little, because my mom and dad came here quite a bit when Car Scott was here. So, yeah. uh, but I don't have any memories of that. I've got pictures, but yeah, no, that's me- a long time <laughs> but no memories. And so, the man who started the Chitlin Club, <laughs> Governor Carr Scott. Yeah, so Except he was ag commissioner when he started it, did, right? Isn't that right, Rufus? That's, that is correct, as far so as we know. Make it up as we go along. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's great to be back, and I and I appreciate it um, a lot. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. I I wish I could have gotten everybody in here, but I definitely wanted y'all. I think y'all have been on with us uh, the longest of um, of anybody. And you know, I should. I probably should have uh, asked Irv to come. I didn't even think about that. Uh, but we'll get him on. Um, see, in three years, it'll be the 40th anniversary for the show. We'll wow. see. Uh, That's amazing. Well, we'll. Um, We'll get him on since he helped start all of this. Uh, 919-860-9783. I want to get a report first. You know, y'all been moving around. I've been up here on the porch. Uh, what have y'all seen that caught your interest besides? We'll talk about those those uh, longleaf pines at some point, but what else has caught your eye out here today? Anything? Bam. Oh, goodness. I am so proud of this um, house, the first house for North Carolinians. As you go along the street. It's bu- and, uh, Blunt Street. Well, even all the way around the block. I, oh, did, okay. a, I did a complete uh, tour all the Good way for around. You. There are amaryllis in bloom in big clusters on some of these corners. There's uh, Chinese viburnum that are blooming out there. There's Gramsci graybeards, our, our native. 
um, is out there blooming right now. The grounds are absolutely pristine, and for anyone who's interested in touring the mansion, I would love for Charles to give us more details on the dates and the times and how you line up a tour, because to just walk these these grounds and see these beautiful plantings and know the, how much history is, is behind this house, because um, originally this was pretty bare after the construction on the house, and there were just a few trees that were planted out and some shrubs around the foundation. I've got an old archival photo before they even put up fences around the mansion, way back in the early 1900s. And um, this, this place has changed so much. It has. And uh, <coughs> Governor Martin, the gentleman who beat Rufus in 84, the garden to our left time. over here uh, faces Jones Street is the Dottie Martin First Lady Dottie Martin Garden, and uh, and it was originally a rose garden. Did yeah, you? yeah, it was, but it's it's uh, it's more lawn area now. It's, it's shaded. Uh, it's yeah. shaded. I had the pleasure of of doing a an what article. What did you want me to say, Rufus? Just squeaked out over you instead of beating. <laughs> just squeak one out. <laughs> oh, I'm just remaining silent on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the, the pleasure of interviewing <laughs> the then excuse me head gardener Linda Anderson about this property in the 90s. And at that time, that was still quite sunny over there. But um, everything has changed. This garden constantly morphs, and it's it's wonderful that it does. Yeah, and there's so many natives here, too. Uh, Pam and I had a pair of, pair of uh, hollies uh, that kind of frame the entrance as you're coming in. And where we are on the south portico, when you come up the steps, there's a pair of stunning, beautiful, I'm not sure if they're Crimson Queen or Anabe Shidari, but stunning, beautiful, cut-leaf Japanese maples. There's lots of uh, beautiful oak trees. Uh, they're, 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 you know, fits the, the town, the city well, um, city of oaks. Um, I've seen white oaks. Um, and just, I mean, it's it's just stunning to see the variety of plants on the property area that we have been around. It's amazing, beautiful. Uh, how, do the, how do these compare in size to that large one at the Arboretum? Um, I would say um, they might be a few years behind. <laughs> Some That's of the a mighty, really, really big. One yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it is stunning, but um, you know, I'd, I'd probably guess that tree to be. I don't know. What do you think, Pam? One hundred and fifty years old. It it could well be because they're twenty five. The original trees that are in that old photograph I have, they're just whips. You wow. can't even tell what they are. They're so small. So all of this would have been planted after the building was completed. Yeah. But uh, again, just tribute to the many natives here. Um, there seems to be, um, you know, with all the the, the cityscapes uh, kind of back behind us on each side, just like its own sanctuary for birds and nature and um you know just native dogwoods and coosa dogwoods and the magnolias i mean it's just stunning yeah it is and you know a lot of people nowadays don't get to see um the as the big oaks and large trees that are here there's just not that many left and especially younger people and and children uh unless you visit capitol square or come here um, you know, there's just not that many big trees left around. There are some huge magnolias here. Yes, too. they're just beautiful. There's one that we're looking 
had on yep. the south side that you can see from from uh, uh, the Jones Street. I mean, the, uh, yeah, the Jones Street. So. Yeah, a lot of people don't like magnolias because you have to clean up the leaves under them and that sort of thing. But and they must really clean hey. these up because yeah, the, they were just working on that. They have been trimmed up from right? the bottom, which you. Most people are advised not to do because you'd rather have the limbs coming down. Now, Rufus, you oppose that. You oppose having the limbs come down. Well, yeah, because they're going to root <laughs> <laughs> and make make magnolias you don't want. I, I was over here for a little reception on Friday night, and the first lady was here, and I offered her. I said, "Can I bring some hellebore?" And she says, "No." <laughs> uh, I said, "Well, I just want to offer," and she said that they had been in uh, working in conjunction with the Audubon Society to make this uh, a National Audubon Society yeah. refuge. Yeah, and she, yeah, yeah, she was talking about that some when we were over right. here in October. And that they, she, she wasn't giving me disgust for the hellebore. She just said, we want native plants. And that, that's sort of the theme around here now. But I, the thing I, uh, I think you mentioned it, Pam, when you've got, Masses of hella of, of amaryllis. That to me is heaven, and there must be a five by five plot down there, with that with maybe fifty uh, amaryllis in it. Now that's living. Yeah, those are beautiful. And there are vegetable gardens here. There are vegetables and pots and different places uh, down near Person Corner of Person and uh, Jones. There has been a garden for years and years. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Governor Purdue. Uh, had uh, a lot to do with that. I don't know if it was here before or not, how long it's been here, but they uh, they were growing vegetables and giving vegetables to the needy and so it, forth. It was here. It was here in the 90s. And what okay. was wonderful is Governor Purdue um, helped uh, incorporate that garden in the Plant a Row for the Hungry program right. that is being sponsored by Logan's Trading Company. Mm-hmm. And she dedicated a portion of that garden to feed uh, the people in the community. And that I was here for the dedication of that. And it was really, it made me very, very proud. Our governor was on her hands and knees in the dirt planting with children, yeah. you know, yeah. planting vegetables with children. Yeah, and she liked tomatoes too. I'm told she really liked tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Still does. Uh, Governor Cooper, or Cooper as we called him in, in Nashville uh, when I was growing up, uh, was, is not a gardener. Uh, he probably has disdain for it since he uh, had to work in tobacco during the summers growing up. So you get out in tobacco fields enough, I guess you just turn up. But his wife uh, knows everything about these grounds here. She uh, is a very avid gardener, I guess, when she has time. So... 919-860-9783. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. We are at the Executive Mansion in Raleigh, the home of the Governor and First Lady. Uh, I would ask you to come join us, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can come to uh, the Blunt Street side and, and uh, wave through the, through the fence or something, but um, we'd love to have you with us, and uh, you are with us here. Uh, hopefully we can describe everything. Nine one nine eight six, and we know where the bathroom is, the closest bathroom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here on the first floor. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We'll discuss more about plants coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's eight twenty two.
For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. All right, we're back on WPTF. We're uh, at the Governor's House, the uh, Executive Mansion in downtown Raleigh. We're honored to be here. Sitting out on the porch, it could not be more perfect. Uh, and everybody is uh, so nice here, from the gardeners to uh, all the security people. And uh, we're, uh, we're so thankful to be here and uh, to have, have all of you with me, uh, our listeners and, of course, Pam Beck and Nelson Cox, uh, Phil Campbell, Brother Rufus is with us. Anne's uh, beaching it today. Wow. So she's, she's got it even better sitting uh, <laughs> watching the Inland Waterway. Yep. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Rufus, what were you talking about off the air? I, I, didn't, I didn't hear you. Were you describing a plant that well, you that have? Well, that was something that you and I have, a windmill palm, the oh, blooms. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 last year was the first time it bloomed. It startled me. Yeah, mine did last year, too, and I'm, I'm not sure why it did, it did this year. Are, are they seeds, blooms, seeds? What? I have no idea. It was scary to me. Yeah, what Yellow. you're seeing, what you're seeing, a lot of that. That's the male flower um, on that. You're seeing all that uh, is loaded down with pollen, and um, but you could theoretically, if there's another windmill palm around, you could get some. You could get some seed out of that. My dwarf palmettos will. Uh, I've got two. And they will uh, fertilize each other through the bees, and then the birds come along and eat those, eat those berries. I love seeing the wood thrush get up on there and eat those berries in the wintertime. I love the windmill palm. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. They are. Well. One thing I saw um, here, Mike and, and crew, um, is the, uh, or, or the snapdragons, and that brings to mind that, you are not behind in planting your annuals for the spring because snaps are absolutely beautiful right now. So if you have some pansies and some snaps and they're looking as good as the ones out here look, uh, you need to let them just be for a while and enjoy them um, because it is still early. We're April 23rd and um, I hate to mention it again, but we still could have a frost. And I know that sounds crazy, but on Wednesday morning, my house was totally covered in frost this past Wednesday. So we need to be really careful and watchful uh, if you're planting a garden or if you're planting annuals. We fi finally brought annuals out because everybody wanted to see them, so, uh, and they're buying them, but don't hold me accountable. I'm telling you, this is it. So yeah, we, we had a little bit of damage. You know, We had all that yeah. cool rain Monday. Yeah. And then we had just a ton of wind, and it was actually uh, colder Wednesday morning than it was Tuesday morning. That's right. But we had the damage on some of our vegetables from Tuesday's wind and then the cold rain on it. Yep. So we're, we're doing a little uh, nip and tuck pinching, but um, they'll, they'll hang in there. But, yeah, I, I do see another upcoming day the 28 29 mm -hmm. yes. yeah it's chilly yes and it, um and you know, you know and i you know again I, with tomatoes and bell peppers i always say you know hey when the farmers put the tobacco out that's when i'll set mine out so rufus you always say may that's what i say may is yay yeah yeah because uh there i mean coleus will drop its leaves in the 40s Tarinias get yeah, hurt too. Yeah. yeah. Sweet All right. potato. We'll be back from the executive mansion in downtown Raleigh here on the weekend garden. 
let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. I was just telling, <laughs> telling Pam that, that uh, the only plant I became acquainted with was in, in Israel was a, some type of briar bush. I know it was not. It was, uh, but my hands were because you know I used my hands to, to. I wasn't going to say that because <laughs> it was a pilgrimage, a religious trip, Josh. Uh, <laughs> but I grew up Catholic. I'm allowed to that's make typical. a joke. Yeah. yeah, that's typical. There's uh, many, many spiny plants in the Holy Land, and in fact, that's the reason that biblical scholars um, cannot come to a consensus on what the crown of thorns was, because um, there are so many very thorny plants, and it's typical of the Mediterranean area yeah. anyway. Yeah. There, but, there was one in the conservatory when I took care of it at NC State as a student back in the uh, mid-80s, and it was a euphorbia mm-hmm. and deemed crown of thorns, mm-hmm. and they yeah. had yeah. Um, had it in uh, kind of a circle. It was amazing, but at that point when I was taking care of it, it was already like 80-some years old. Right. So I wonder what happened to all the conservatory plants. Oh, from it, NC State? From behind Kilgore Hall. With those Dr. Larson's plants that were uh, right there? No, some of, some of them were, but not okay. all of them. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good question. I, unfortunately, this, these were not big thorns. They were, they were teeny <laughs> tiny little black <laughs> thorns. Oh, and I would, uh, I, I would I, we had a couple of physicians <laughs> with us on the trip, but you know, I didn't want to mess with a needle. <laughs> I didn't want to sit there because I had about 20 of them in my hands. <laughs> so I used a, uh, I don't want to gross anybody out, but I used a nail clipper to clip away the, yeah. the skin. And I thought I was, you know, I, <clears throat> I'd get get them out and then, you know, they'd, there'd be more of it there mm-hmm. the next morning. Yeah. They, and they so finally, I've got one more place and it finally, um, finally got it all out. <laughs> Wow. Well, it's it, it was unbelievable. I don't yeah. know what it was. I was afraid, you know, being over there that it might, you know, it might be something that was poisonous. Yeah, it was on the Golan Heights. I think you came back a changed man. So something happened. I, I, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because of, it's because of that darn briar bush, <laughs> whatever it was, that I fell in. Well, um, you know, when I used to work in a garden center. Um, oftentimes the kids would come in and want to touch the cacti, and um, sometimes they'd end up with, with a lot a of little, cactus in it. Yes, oh well, they are. Mm-hmm. And um, what one trick to get the um, the little fine hairs out of your hand after touching a cacti is you can put some scotch tape on it and peel it out. And if that doesn't work, glue like good old Elmer's type glue or old rubber cement. Mm-hmm. You can put that on there and peel it out, and it'll help pull the 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 spines okay. out yeah great well dr woodruff said he had a, a needle with him i said i don't want a needle doc. <laughs> did you see, did you see bougainvillea over there i did some yeah some yeah, yeah but it, you know it's, it, they have winter and they have summer right nothing in between and it was kind of it was chilly over there it was yeah. very cold we saw well, a little snow one day yeah. in jerusalem yeah. so it uh I saw some orange trees and lemon trees and, and olive like trees. Olive. Oh, olives! They've got olives and and you know that's all they got uh, over there. So there's yep. there's not a lot of wood no. <laughs> to Lots be used. And everything that's made of wood, I think, is uh, is probably uh, for the most part olive wood. But and, then, and you brought us some beautiful crosses yes, made out you. of olive wood. Thank you. They're gorgeous. Oh, that's I got awesome. one for Josh too. 
Those are beautiful. I loved going in the That's olive wood store. There you go, Josh. What's interesting That's about the Holy Land is it was not always um, as desert and arid as you described. Um, it is south of south and uh, of Jerusalem. Right. And what's interesting is a lot of that was very heavily wooded. And it was the occupations by different conquering nations that would take the trees and um, use them for their own boat building. So the Romans came in and did that, and then other other um, cultures would come in. Uh, the cedars of Lebanon, uh, for instance, uh, that we often associate with the Lebanese flag, that symbol yeah. that's on the flag, those would populate the northern part of Israel. They had oaks, they had pines, yeah. lots of junipers. They're all mentioned in the in biblical writings. I uh, The only garden I saw, and I took one picture of it, we were overlooking it, was in Haifa. And that was yeah. That was gorgeous. And and Haifa is a big port city, and you could uh, way off in the distance see the the uh, southern tip of Lebanon, there. But uh, I, I somebody asked our Palestinian guide if if there were about cedars. He said we have no cedars. Oh, <laughs> wow. we have no cedars in Israel. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that, but I didn't. You know, I don't think I saw any. But I, I seem like I saw some pines. Lots of pines. I can't there. remember what trees I saw, but we went to a. A park. We went to a, I guess, a national park type place. Uh, it was out from the Sea of Galilee. Okay, I think, I think I think that's where I there? fell. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it was a national park, and and there were tons of cyclamen. I'll yes. never oh, forget the yes. cyclamen there. What time they of year did the you best cyclamen. We oh went in January, gosh. the end of January. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the um, the wild boar had been in there just rooting them, rooting oh. those out. But they were still, I mean, well, luckily there were I so many. There were beautiful. <laughs> well, we didn't see any, but you could see where they had been. I fell. I got I'm briars so and wild boars trampled me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed. Yeah, you could write a book. <laughs> oh, I could. I think everybody on yeah. that trip could. So we could, uh, you know, we could talk for hours about the plants over there, but why don't we get back to we i wanted to talk about these longleaf pines there is a grove of longleaf pines that you can see uh probably easier from from blunt street than rufus and i first saw these last october when we came over here and there's a reason they are planted in a grove and are growing and apparently they were very small when they were planted and i'm not sure how, did charles say how many years ago about Phil? five about five years ago mm -hmm. so they've they've grown a lot longleaf pine is north carolina's pine i think they were about between about four feet tall he said when he planted them and they're happy in the sand hills of north carolina right mm -hmm. the they uh they're probably not as many of those down there as there should be but you know, the good pine straw comes from the sand hills and yep. from longleaf pines. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, if you get a chance to see that, and then they grow in groves better. They don't grow. So you can't plant just one. Well, pines can. Pines do that, too. The guy that takes trees out for us um, explained that to me one time. I wanted to take one of the pines out there at the nursery behind the retail or close to the retail center now. And he, uh, Robbie's like, I would not take that pine out. And I'm like, why? And there's only about four or five of them sitting, standing there together, okay? And, and he said, every time you take one of those out, you're, the others are going to become weaker because when the wind comes through, they all break the wind. But if you 
only have one of them standing there, it's going to, I mean, it doesn't have anything to support it or help break the wind from it. Right, because so they don't have a better. great root system. Well, they've just got that tap root, and, yeah. but the problem is they're so tall, and, and they don't have anything to support them. I mean, right. you're right. They're just really tall and thin, so they just kind of go over. Rufus, you tried to grow one by itself, didn't you? <laughs> we were over here, and I asked the first lady, I said, how'd you get that to grow? And I said, I've tried and tried and tried. I said, I even imported sand, tried to mimic <laughs> the sand of the sand hills. And I've tried three, and nothing works. She says, you've got to plant them together. Yeah. And uh, those are just gorgeous. Charles said the one in the middle, the largest one, mm-hmm. there used to be one planted there, and it died. So it's it's really unique to me that the one that's planted where the other one used to be planted is growing much better than the others. But um, it, they're just they're beautiful. I just love it when they're starting to when they you can see them grow the new growth and yeah, and they're staked. They, yes, for good reason. I mean, they you know they yeah. Gosh, this it's uh, that's that's really unique and rare. We need to pinch the candles to keep them stumpy. <laughs> Give them more, yeah. Yeah. more stability. And what's interesting about these is when you see them and they're little, they look like cousin it. They do. They yeah. just have this. <laughs> they do. And, and long we sell them when we get them. They're in little yeah. three gallons, yeah. and they're yeah. just little, like you say, cousin. It. Yeah. Put yeah. sunglasses yeah. on them; they really look cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, now, Nels always brings us something uh, to talk about, some plants here and there. That's French tree. There's one in my neighborhood, and they're all looking really good this year, but that mm-hmm. one always looks fabulous. It's just covered yeah. with them. Yeah. also have the um, the Chinese fringe tree, which is just a stunning plant. But the native fringe tree, oh, my goodness, I was uh, did my heart well. We sold several of them last weekend. But this is um, one that we have left up front, a 15-gallon. It's just full and, and beautiful. Um, but uh, Grancy Gray Beard, Old Man's Beard. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. There's a couple other names, I believe. Tom and, you know, I remember when they used to bloom in May. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, they've been blooming for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so a couple other natives here. Um, I think we were originally talking about the uh, Bignonia, the native cross vine, which just attracts t- hummingbirds like crazy. Uh, I know our former mayor of Fuquay, John Byrne, um, I planted one for him on his, um, I guess it's like his little outbuilding. It's like a bed and breakfast. Uh And, um, oh, my gosh, one year he had a garden party, art show, and it was just stunning. It just expanded up the whole rail, and it was just, it was beautiful, just stunning. And they're pretty in the winter with the purple leaves. Yeah. Undersides. Um, And then uh, we we have a... um, a native honeysuckle too. We it's talked really about fun. that last week about that uh, native honeysuckle. Yeah, right. The, just, the uh, coral honeysuckle is absolutely yeah. the best. And Very cool. Yeah. There's some nice varieties, name varieties that are out there available. Major Wheeler is mm-hmm. one of the ones I think about um, right off. But there's nothing quite like that. And what we've noticed in our own garden is it's when these red flowered things like the Bignonia vine, the cross vine, the coral honeysuckle, the red buckeye, and the columbine, our native columbine bloom, is when the hummingbirds come they in. Really They're here. Come in. They're, They're following. They're, They're here. following yep. that bloom, and yep. they're mm-hmm. working their way up the coast. Now, yep. they, they really ought to be planted. They talk about them not being invasive, but if you plant them on a mailbox and you, you cut around the mailbox, that's fine, but if you plant them in an area 
where you don't have grass to cut or anything, they'll they can they'll go grow and into grow. The ground yeah, and yeah. They, they will. You know, and they'll keep coming back. Yeah, I think you have to do a little tidiness to it. A little yeah, due diligence. We've got one on an arbor next to our perennial. Uh, bed and it's really this year is the first year yeah. that it's done really well. They look great on mailboxes and they stuff, do. so you can they control do. them. Probably light mm-hmm. pole, light posts. Uh, the uh, Bignonia used to have one at your old location that was on the yes. fence or something out there. Yes, that was, we did. That was a big, mm-hmm. big vine. It can most of these vines can get really. They'll probably big. see that again up there. <laughs> yeah. I call it. Yep. I call it the highway vine. Is that the same one yes. that Nelson has? Uh, well, it, it could be. It is. It, it is. Could I mean, be. you'll see them. But it, there's another one. It, it's just Bignonia, Capriolia, and, but then this one is Tangerine Beauty, so it's been yeah. selected. Yeah. So the blooms aren't as sparse like you see. These are more clustered, full, versus the one you see indigenously just growing. It, it, it'll be a little more sparse with the yeah. blooms, yeah. It's and, just the straight species. And one that's yeah. a little bit redder is um, Jekyll, and Jekyll's that was beautiful. named by Dr. Michael Durr, and he said he was driving around Jekyll Island, Georgia, uh-huh. on a bicycle and Ooh. fell off, you know, when he saw this plant. <laughs> like falling in the briars. What's going on with me? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess you turned into Dr. Hyde, no doubt. <laughs> I was going to ask Google. Ah, that's right? That is in Rawhide. <laughs> <laughs> well, sir. So, so that's where that came from, huh? Yeah, yeah Jekyll, Georgia. Yep. Never been to Jekyll, Jekyll Island. Jekyll Island has a lot of great plants <laughs> and a great, what is it, the, the gardens there. Richard Davis started out there right out of uh, NC State, who went on to start the Ivy Farm and mm-hmm. now is retired, but yeah. from Wake Forest, too. That's right. Yes. That's right. As was Tommy Burns' dad. Um, yes. The daddy of your yeah. mayor was our mayor. Yeah. Which, and also a baseball player. Yes. Who, uh, who, for the Yanks. Who played for the Yankees. Yes. And, yep. and, of course, many everybody knows who uh, lives in Fuquay, who knew Mayor Byrne, that, that his uh, he was – babysat one By night Marilyn Monroe <laughs> and Joe DiMaggio that's yeah, right yeah they were married and they they babysat yeah. the mayor yeah. and the mayor has uh on his pinky he has uh one of his father's world series yes. rings oh, yes. so that's, that's very special cool. and, and photos of Marilyn and Joe DiMaggio <laughs> yeah oh I haven't seen those yes wow. yes yes well, a, good, a good friend of mine Dewey Sheffield in Wilson swears that he was babysat by Ava Gardner Wow. Oh, that's oh. special. That's wow. real special. Oh, yeah, special. that would be special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're now we're telling tales. So uh, <laughs> time for a break. <laughs> I'm one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We're at the executive mansion in downtown Raleigh, and it's so peaceful and quiet except for the birdies and uh, our chit-chat. Uh, 919-860-9783. I better talk to uh, Tim in uh, Franklin County. Tim, good morning. Tim, are you with us? Franklinton? Tim? Well, we'll take a break and be back with more of the WPTF Weekend Gardener and see if we can get Tim back on. 919-860-9783. It's 850. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. 
It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, Rufus is here. Mike's here. Uh, Pam Beck is here. And uh, we also have Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut in Fuquay, and Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery. And uh, we're at the Executive Mansion out on the South Portico. And I bet uh, Senator Charlie Albertson has been out here on this porch many a time. Good morning, Senator. Good morning. How you doing, Mike and Rufus? We're doing fine, sir. Good morning, Good Senator. Morning. Sounded good this morning, and before uh, I forget it, I think Mike, I was, I saw on on the news somewhere, I don't know where it was, that you were having an anniversary coming up next week. Oh, uh, Monday is uh, my forty seventh anniversary at WPTF. Yeah. Wow. How many years is it? Forty seven. Forty seven. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, that was nineteen seventy five, April twenty fifth, nineteen seventy five, when they hired me. Good and I. My, I was talking to a friend of mine a while back, and uh, we were talking just about that very thing, wondering how long, how many years you had been there, and had you been there longer than Johnny Hood? Uh, yeah, Johnny Johnny was there from 1972 until 2001, uh-huh. and uh, I'm I'm the longest. Johnny, as a matter of fact, told me. Um, a couple of years after he retired that I was, at that time, the longest-serving announcer, and I still am. I guess I always will be. Uh, there are only two other people that we know of who worked for the company longer, and that they were um, Willard Dean, who was a sale engineer and then a salesman at WPTF, and, and uh, Bob Royal, who was an engineer. Uh, they were both there for 60 years. Wow. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, so... I'm not going to be here 60 years, but I'm hoping to make it to 50 in well, three more years. You're getting close to it. Yes, sir. Well, I remember going down to the station one morning when I was in the legislature and went on one of your programs. Uh, that's been a long time ago. Well, I'm sure you've been on many of them, Senator, and you've been to the, the to the governor's mansion a few times, too, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been to the governor's mansion a few times. Well, we're sitting out here on the porch this morning. It is it is a gorgeous morning, and I bet it is in Duplin County, Oh, too. yeah, the sun shining. It's just a beautiful morning. You couldn't ask for it being any better. A good what? day for a man to get out and work if he's able and wants to do something. Amen. <laughs> now, Senator, since you're on there, I want to um, honor you with uh, another rendition of a song that you played lead guitar and Rufus sang, if you don't mind standing by for that. Well, I, I didn't play lead guitar, but uh, I, I played on it, but uh, I played a rhythm, I think. I don't, I don't remember who was playing the lead guitar, Alfred Ward or okay. Randolph Taylor, who that was, but... I, I was telling Rufus some time back, man, that thing sounds good. It really sounds good. Well, <laughs> well, the instruments sound beautiful. They do. Well, well. so why don't we, uh, Jason, our our uh, producer, Jason, why don't we uh, listen to that real quick here? That would be great. This is Rufus Edmiston and the Charlie Alverson Band. We're going to play a little music and light up a life. You wouldn't read the letter that I wrote you You wouldn't let me call you on the phone But there's something I'm wanting to tell you So I wrote it in the words of this song 
did that we did that for the jc burn center yeah and uh raised quite a few bit of funds people wanted to buy them and burn them on my part <laughs> but they love the inst- inst- sounded good instrumentation yeah and it was a wonderful time i did it in a little town down there uh outside of nashville yeah was it bailey, bailey. it was bailey yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah that's where we reported i believe well I- senator it's uh it's an honor to I'm so glad you called, and, yeah. and please, please call us again. I will, and congratulations on your good years you've had at the station there, Mike. Thank you. You're, thank you're you so much. Best. Thank you thank, so much. Thank you, my friend. Have a nice weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Senator, uh, retired Senator Charlie Arbison from uh, Duplin County. You'll see a name that says Charlie Arbison Highway there on I-40 when you go through Duplin. More of the weekend gardener coming up from the governor's mansion here on WPTF. <laughs> 